0: Welcome to Brown Bag Religion, the MF Caster podcast. Uh,
1: welcome, everyone. It is great to see so many people here today uh, and also so many people on uh, Zoom. Um, today, I have Hanne løland Levinson here with me. She <coughs> is currently an associate professor at, at the University of Minnesota. But I think we all or many of us in the room know her already. She used to work here at MF until 2012. 2012. And I think. <laughs> yes, and she was then working in the Old Testament slash Hebrew Bible department. So um, what more is there to say about Hannah? It's important to say that she has just published a book. Look at this. It's called The Death Wish in the Hebrew Bible. Rhetorical Strategies for Survival, which is a great book. I read it and you should all read it (laughs) today's commercial. Commercial. So um, today she will talk uh, with us about Bible in the dystopian world, the use of Bible in contemporary dystopian and post-apocalyptic literature. Uh, And there's a handout, uh, but there are many more people than I expected. So I've ran out of handouts. So you'll have to look at each other's handouts and, and just share and be nice to each other here. So, um, there's also no <coughs> coffee today, as you can see, and that's because there will be coffee at 12, uh, you know, in the, uh, um, uh, the, the MF Pressner, said the, the, the office of the MF Pressene, the ministers, they are having the celebration for like the, the renovation of their offices, so you can get coffee, and I think there are also some sweet rolls or something over there, so please go there afterwards and enjoy the coffee there. So uh, most of you have been here before, but I'll repeat it for those of you who have not. Uh, We'll have like a 13 minutes presentation by Hannah. And then we have 13 minutes set aside for questions and answers and discussion. And if you want to join that discussion, you can either do it in the chat if you're following us on Zoom, or you can head over to the table there where you see the microphone and ask uh, a question there. And Hannah will have to answer us. Good as, as well as you <laughs> can, as
0: good as but well Hanne, please go ahead. Okay. The floor is yours. Thank you, Liv, for that very nice and kind introduction. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for coming. And I'm sorry, you all had to have to wear masks. My my immune system is kind of fucked up, so I have to be very careful. And I'm going back home tomorrow, so I need a negative test this afternoon to be able to fly back. Uh, but th- can you hear me? Okay. Okay, that's great. So I am was very. I'm very happy to be back. I when I left, I think in my like departure talk, I said, this is the mothership. I have to go back to the mothership sometimes. And it's really, really nice to, be back
1: at and not to see so many of my friends and colleagues. That's
0: really great. And new people. <laughs> uh, so I am going to talk with you a little bit today on a new project, which is very much a new in the beginning project. So I would like to share my ideas with you. And then I'm very curious about what you think and to get ideas and questions. So the handouts is basically some bullet points on what I'm going to say, and then there is a long list of books, which I'm going to comment on a little bit later, and two abstracts of two papers I've given on this to give you a little bit more flesh on what I'm actually doing. So the title for my presentation and the book project is, as Living said, Bible in the Dystopian World, the Use of Bible in Contemporary Dystopian Post-Apocalyptic Literature. Dystopian literature has received considerably attention lately, as it has, as Adam Stock writes, achieved symbolic cultural value in representing our fears and anxieties about the future. So maybe it's not just an accident or coincidence that I have been reading uh, mostly dystopian literature for the two past years in through the whole pandemic that might be kind of an exposure therapy or something, I'm not sure. (laughs) There has been a boom of dystopian novels and films, especially for young adults since 2010 and onwards, but dystopian novels go way back further. There is the first one, like the first classic dystopian novels, is usually listed at Viaghenny Samiti We, which was translated and published in English in 1924. I have not read it. I assume I have to, because it's like the beginning. Has anyone heard of it or read it? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay, but you probably have heard about books like Brave New World by Huxley in 1932, 1984 by George Orwell in 1948, and The Handmaid's Tale, or seen the series. Is it Netflix or Hulu? Hulu. It's HBO, isn't it? HBO. That isn't, not okay. Really but she wrote a novel in 1985. So these are like the classic dystopian novels. There is a wide ranging research on dystopian literature today, but there has been next to nothing done on how this literature utilizes biblical ideas and texts. There is a few exceptions Margaret Atwood got her own volume on the use of Bible and religion in Margaret Atwood a couple of years ago. And there is more theologian and religious scholars who are working on Octavia Butler, but there's still a lot of work to be done, thankfully. Uh, So, (laughs) and there is Surprisingly for me, when I started reading these things, a significant portion of dystopian novels that draw heavily on biblical literature. So that's my research project is to look on how the Bible is used in dystopian contemporary novels and to try to find a way to get them into dialogue in one way or the other. I just want to give one example on how it looks like before I say more what I'm trying to do. So I assume that many of you have read The Handmaid's Tale of Margaret Atwood, or at least heard about it or seen the series. And The Handmaid's Tale was, I think, the first like classic dystopian novel I read after reading The Hunger Games and The Divergent Series and whatever one did in the 2010s and onwards. Um, and I read The Handmaid's Tale actually when I was working on this book. So I was working on this book on Rachel's cry, give me sons or I will die. And I was reading that and trying to figure out what was happening in that text for this book. And then I was reading The Handmaid's Tale and was struck about how much the novel is drawing on the book. The novel is drawing on the text and the story of Rachel and how that would use it for the construction of the whole society. So first of all, the title of The Handmaid's Tale is the term used for women who are forced into being surrogates mother in Gilead, the handmaid which is traditional English term for the enslaved women, both in Genesis 30, Rachel and Hagar slaves, and Hagar in Genesis 16. The story of Rachel and Leah also names the Rachel and Leah Center, which is a re-education facility known as the Red Center. The text, Genesis 30, is read by the man in the family on the night of the ceremony, and the reading of the text before the sexual act legitimizes in the narrative what takes place. And with this, the reading of the text is also turned into a ritualized text and they're reading as a ritual before the sexual act once a month. Genesis 30 is also used as an educational text in Gilead. It is read daily at the Rachel and Leah Center together with many other biblical texts. In addition to Genesis 30, there is a range of either direct quotes or more indirect references to biblical texts that fills out the pictures of the importance of childbearing in Gilead and the understanding of that children are the product of God's intervention. One example is the conventional greeting when two handmaids meet each other. They would say, one would say, Blessed be the fruit, and the other one would say, May the Lord open. Which are clearly have references to biblical ideas about what God would do and open the wounds. This is just one example from one novel. And you will see that I have a list of like 37 books or something on the handout. We can look at that later. And many, many of those books use biblical text either very directly, like Atwood does in The Handmaid's Tale, or more indirectly. In The Handmaid's Tale, I have figured out that they use Bible at least in six kind of, six kind of different categories. There are biblical names mostly most all of them of the characters have biblical names there are character roles with biblical references you have the handmaids you have marthas who are the housekeepers in the household you have angels which are not christian angels with wings or anything but they are kind of angels <laughs> there are a lot of biblical texts that are quoted there are many biblical texts that are background or references or echoes And all these categories are kind of intertextual connections right between the Bible and the novel. In addition, I have noted all the places where someone is reading the Bible or explicitly prevented from reading the Bible. And that becomes very clear in the second book of these uh, two books, The Handmaid's Save and the New Testament came, where it's very clear that girls are not allowed to learn to read and they only know Bible through told stories and retelling which sometimes are like horrifying retellings and then later they learned some of them learn to read and then discover what it says in the bible themselves or oh, they didn't tell us everything and this is here and they didn't say, like somehow this discovery of what the text actually says and because i'm friend with living a book i've also started looking at bible as an artifact but i realized that that's a thing that you have to start looking at so i've used similar categories when i've been reading these different books and trying to um to see, okay, what is going on in the different novels. So I have read this long, long list. If you have the handout here, I I don't know how many there are. I have at least read these ones that I would say in one way or the other is dystopian or um, post-apocalyptic literature. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. All the ones that are in bold, I will use in one way or the other. Uh, So many, many, many of these novels use Bible in one way or the other, and this is kind of the material I'm working on for now. Uh, But I'm still working on what to include and what to not include, and the problem is like, what is contemporary dystopian and post-apocalyptic novels? So first I say that this is about the use of Bible in dystopian literature, and then the subtitle says dystopian and post-apocalyptic novels. Why? Because, as in Bible studies, genre is a, if you think, right, what what kind of genre is this study? What kind of genre is this text? So, when I started out doing this, I found it very surprising that very few of the typical apocalyptic texts that have shaped our imaginations for centuries about the end times, like Daniel and Revelations, are not dominant in these texts at all. So, you would somehow, I somehow thought that if I'm going to read about the horrible dystopian world, they would use Daniel and Revelation to imagine how it looks like, and they don't. And after a discussion we leave again, we are in a reading group on Zoom these days, so I figured out that okay maybe we are talking about two different things here, because we have apocalyptic literature right in the Bible and contemporary apocalyptic literature that in one way or another is looking forward. Of course, as Bible we say apocalyptic literature is like on a meta perspective and you're analyzing the situation here and now, but in general understanding, it's something that we're looking forward to what's going to happen and how. And then we have the literature that is post-apocalyptic descri- describing the time after the disaster, after the apocalypse. And this is where most dystopian literature takes place. Not all post-apocalyptic novels are dystopian and not all dystopian novels are post-apocalyptic. Dystopian literatures, most scholars would say you need to have a dictatorship, surveillance and control. So there has to kind of be a state or a government like in Gilead or an awful guy on the top to somehow be in control, surveil what is going on, and many of these dystopian novels have. But there are also post-apocalyptic literature, like things that have happened after a big nuclear war, after a generation of children has not been born, which doesn't have the surveillance and the dictator on the top, but still have this dystopian <laughs> feeling, the post-apocalyptic feeling. And I'm working on those too. I, so my, I am. I'm not going to pretend to be a literature scholar. So I'm going to use this definition to find what I can include or not. But I'm not trying to make the definition of uh, dystopia or post-apocalyptic literature. In this context, I'm not interested in the apocalyptic literature or novels. I am interested in what happens if we don't, don't heed the warning and end up in the dystopia. So dystopia is like the negative future, while the utopia is the good one. I'm not so concerned about the good one either for different reasons. <laughs> Maybe it's my, my nature genes, but I am, I am concerned and curious about the bad future. And many scholars, especially for young adult dystopian novel says that the goal of their, the books are to warn us. Like these are warning narratives, like cautionary tales. And I'm interested in what happens if we don't follow the warning kind of. The other thing is, of course, what is Bible? Uh, Bible here means both Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. The main impression so far is that most of these novelists use way more Hebrew Bible than the New Testament. If you kind of count and see the text, many more use Hebrew Bible. I don't have percentages yet. I might do that at some point, but it's clearly a tendency. But this and Hebrew Bible, is in this context, always the Old Testament. It's always a Christian understanding, uh, a Christian conceptualizing of the Old Testament, which it doesn't mean denominational Christian and not Jewish or devotional in any way, but a typical Christian Western understanding of what Hebrew Bible is the Old Testament. And it's often kind of negative. The Old Testament understood in these novels are often very uh negative i haven't found more than one novel that might be said to be jewishish and be a dystopian novel it's called the flame alphabet don't read it it's <laughs> if i read a lot of bad novels this is like it's not badly written but it's so disturbing and so i don't know it's really bad it's about how the language of the children are making all the parents and the grown-ups sick so there's a metaphorical thing that I didn't get and then of course there is the sparrow children of god by mary doria russell but that doesn't use a lot of bible she was catholic and converted to judaism there's a lot about the catholic church and a lot about religion it's wonderful books but she hardly ever quoted the bible okay what i don't know how much time i have what i have how many like
1: One,
0: two minutes. Okay. What I have done so far, I have given two presentations on the handmaid's tale and the testaments and one of Octavia Butler. And you have the handouts of them if you want to know what I'm doing with them. And I'm going to give one on Octavia Butler and the conception of God in the summer for IOSOT. And then I'm going to, I'm working on one paper that is called Closed Wombs Biblical and Dystopian Literature in Conversation on Infertility and Controlled Reproduction of Children for SPL in November, so you're all very welcome to come. Okay, research question, what am I doing? So, so far I have read all these novels, mapped every occurrences of every biblical text and references, every use of mention of Bible, but of course I can't just stop there, like it doesn't help to have a long list of all the texts. So what I'm interested in is which biblical texts are used and reflected in these contemporary novels, and is there in a way a dystopian canon can you say these texts reoccur in dystopian novels? And on the flip side, it's also a question whether there are any dystopian biblical genre. There are many utopian texts in the Bible, right? Are there any dystopian texts? I'm not totally sure. Further, I am interested in how Bible texts are read and understood in dystopian world. If dystopian novels are meant to be a warning or a cautionary tale, how does Bible work? is that, and so far I have a bad feeling that Bible is usually part of the dystopia bad thing. So Bible is part of the negative dystopia that we are warned against. Clearly, Bible are sometimes used for liberation and changing things, but mostly Bible is part of the bad thing. And I'm also interested in how Bible, the book, is conceptualized, the sacred text, texts, artifacts, who has access to it. There's a big question of illiteracy and limited access to books in dystopian novels, like from Fahrenheit 451, when they burn all the books, the gift upon the shore when they collect books, there's like a whole question about that. Okay, I think I'll stop there, okay. without a conclusion, awesome. because this is just in the beginning, and I'm very curious what you guys, think about this and also if there are books i obviously should have read a long time ago and <laughs> those things thank
1: you right. thank you so much yeah let's